0: Could you imagine a life without full function of one of your major organs?
1: Hi, my name is Julie, and I've been living with colorectal cancer for three years. My name is Gwen, and I've been living with colorectal cancer for 11 years.
0: Hi, my name is John Fritz, and I've been living with colorectal cancer for three years. These are all real life colorectal cancer survivors. My next guest, been living with colorectal cancer for 13 years welcome to the third episode of the 11 health podcast my name is kristen fury and today i have with me fong lee gallagher in today's episode we will be talking about colorectal cancer now i would like to introduce fong a little bit better she is the president of the colon club a colon cancer survivor and the 11 health senior product manager
1: Fong, can you talk a little bit about your background? Well, um, I was actually a music performance major in college. I kind of fell into the insurance and data world, and I've been doing that for, gosh, over 20 years now. I'm not sure how that time passed, but it did. I'm married. My husband is Eddie, and we have a daughter, Taylor, who is about to graduate college and that's kind of (laughs) crazy. We just added a fur baby to the family. We are completely in love with her and uh, our new girl is named Reagan. And um, I do spend a lot of my time as an advocate in the colorectal cancer community. But aside from that, I try to find time to go horseback riding because I'm working my way towards being able to jump with my pony. I
0: think you touched on so many great points and things about you, your family, your past history with work, and you have a pony, which is so great. I'm already learning so much about you. I wanna welcome you to the 11 Health family. Fong just started, and she now works in the office, which is exciting. I'd like to start by talking about colorectal cancer. So colorectal cancer is a cancer of the colon or the rectum. Oftentimes it is referred to as just colon cancer, but we cannot forget those who have had or currently have rectal cancer as well. The month of March is colorectal cancer awareness month, and that is why I've explained this. All month long, cancer survivors, their loved ones, and many others find creative and empathetic ways to spread awareness for this community. Fong being part of this community, I know she has a lot to share and teach all of us, about her journey with battling cancer. Fong, would you mind sharing with us a little bit about your journey with cancer? Go ahead and talk about anything that you'd like. Within your story, I may stop you to elaborate on a couple of things, but we are all here to listen and learn from you. So uh, start wherever you'd like.
1: Well, I got married with Eddie back in 2006. And it was a whirlwind, it was exciting, and um, you know, I started having these really bad stomach cramps um, as I was planning the wedding. And I noticed that a lot of my friends and my family started saying, are you losing weight because you're already you know, very slight, you can't lose any more weight, what are you doing? Um, and that was weird because I was literally eating everything I could and trying to gain weight at that time. Um, so I went to my primary care doctor and um, asked about, you know, at the stomach cramps, I noticed that there was some blood in my stool, and um, these are kind of telltale symptoms. Um, although really, some colorectal cancer patients reported that they had no symptoms at all. So um, you know, in my case, I actually did ask for a colonoscopy, and he kind of poo-pooed me. Ha ha, poo poo. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm a little girl with uh, poop jokes. See, so he, he basically said, you're too young. It's not cancer. You know, you don't need a colonoscopy, but we'll do some labs and see. And so it came back that I was anemic. So he's like, well, that probably explains some of the fatigue you've been feeling. And I'll bet the stomach pain is from, you know, stress between work and planning your wedding and all that. So he said, uh, here's some iron pills Um, to help with the anemia, um, you'd be fine. And I didn't question it. You know, I I, I just, I didn't know any better. I was so young, I was only 28 at that time. And um, so I went on, planned my wedding and got married, moved up to Northern California, you know, a week later. And, you know, summer came and and we were playing outside and I, I just had to sit down. You know, my daughter was nine at the time and I, I just all of a sudden felt really tired, and you know my husband came and he, he checked on me, and he said, oh my God, you're burning up. We need to get you to the doctor, and I just said, it, it's a summer cold. I'm fine, you know, just leave me alone kind of a thing, and, and he just, he's like, nope, we are going, and he dragged me, and when I got there, I weighed in at about 85 pounds. Wow. To put it in perspective, my normal weight was probably about 105. So, you know, I was really low, and um, so thankfully, the nurse practitioner that we saw recognized an issue, um, said, I can help you with the fever, but I want you to see a gastroenterologist for the stomach pains, and the gastro just said, I don't like any of your answers to my questions because it doesn't point to anything. Let's just do a colonoscopy, rule out a few things. He found it in my rectum right away when he went in.
0: I think that's a lot of information that you got really quickly. How long did you have to wait until you had a confirmed diagnosis from the doctor?
1: We had to wait a week for the confirmed diagnosis, but he's like, yeah, it's, we know what it is. I've seen this. I was the only young patient at the cancer center and I felt really out of place. Um, Like I said, our daughter was nine, but she really understood that Mommy was sick and she'd help take care of me. She she was actually the one who would track my meds for me because a little bit of chemo brain going. So she would you know, have that little notebook next to me and she would write down what did I take and when did I take it to make sure that I was on schedule. But really my my saving grace was my husband, Eddie. He was Nurse Eddie, he was Work Partner Eddie. You know, everything, he just took over and gave me the time and space I needed to rest. And he just said, you concentrate on getting better. I'll handle the household and everything else. And, you know, honestly, it was really hard for him because at times, I I don't know if he knew if he was coming or going. Um, was it 6 a.m. or 6 p.m.? Do I need to get our daughter to school or take her to soccer? You know what I mean? But he really embraced the caregiver role beyond what I could expect.
0: I think a caretaker and caregiver are not always given the credit that they deserve. Uh, we have our doctors who care for our health. You going to the primary doctor was a lot different than you going to the doctor that was actually going to give you that correct diagnosis. So I think it was great that first you went to the primary doctor, you took charge, you said you wanted a colonoscopy, but they weren't as educated as a doctor that was specialized in what you were going through. But for a caretaker, they do everything. They take you to your appointments. They get you that blanket when you're freezing. They make your food. They take care of your children. And speaking from experience, my caretakers, my mom and dad, have done everything for me. Mm-hmm. So hearing that your husband was there to even take you gastroenterologist an and con- convince you that you weren't okay, I think we all need to take a second and think about those who take care of us even those who don't have a chronic illness, be thankful for those people because they do everything for us. And without them, you have to think about what life would be like. So I think it's, it's great that your husband is there.
1: Honestly, I've, I've always said it's harder on the caregivers than it is on the patients because we know what's going on with our bodies and here they are just always worried about us and not knowing to what extent can they do things for us um, and, and let us heal. Yeah, I agree. Sometimes you can feel helpless
0: with just what you're going through, but then you have to think about the people watching. Mm -hmm. My mom sits there and she can't make me better. Nothing's gonna take a disease away from you, but things like her being next to me make me feel better. And we have to remind our caregivers that. Yeah. It's really important.
1: I was really lucky in all this because aside from having just my husband and my daughter to really be there for me, I found the colon Club, and that was the support forum that i i I got. Um, I was never one to sit around in a circle at a cancer center with people who were. 20, 30, 40 years older than me and feel like I had this shared experience because it was really different. I had different worries being so young. Work, certainly, you know, we were trying to start a family and all of a sudden infertility came into the mix and all of that was really hard. And my husband and I basically white-knuckled it through for a while. And once we found that support, you know, that's when I started learning a little bit more about being able to be vocal about my thoughts and wishes on my own healthcare. Yeah. So the
0: Colon Club is an organization that has different colorectal cancer patients, correct?
1: It is. We focus on the under 45 age group because like I said, the, the, the worries and the issues that you face are very different. You know, issues with dating and when do I tell somebody, do I tell somebody, are often issues for young folks who, you know, obviously are in the dating range but not married yet. Um, it's also how am I going to continue my career? What long-term loss of income is there going to uh, be impacted in my life? I think finding those different
0: tactics and plans with others who are in a similar age group is, is really great. How did you find the Colon Club? And also, I had a, a question.
1: Um, did, does cancer run in your family? I had absolutely no family history of it before my diagnosis. Oh. That being said, only in the last few months I found out that my cousin was diagnosed with colorectal cancer. Wow, so this is something that's very unknown.
0: Others may not even have a family member but maybe they do
1: along the line and they just don't know that's that's exactly it i mean i come from a background you know i'm i'm vietnamese and chinese so you don't ex- necessarily have those health records that are as prevalent here and available
0: i'm sure many of you guys out there if you've been diagnosed with any type of cancer you may have that unknown answer how did I get the cancer? Usually it runs in your family, but maybe maybe you don't have as many connections to your family, just like Fong. So back to the Colon Club. How did you first find the Colon Club?
1: <laughs> so I was out um, looking for a new uh, home with my husband and uh, we ran into this realtor. We were walking through the, the potential house and Eddie had to run out to grab me a bottle of water because I was kind of flagging for a second. and. You know the realtor asked if I was okay, and I kind of explained, "Yeah, I'm going through chemo," and uh, he he looked at me kind of side glance and said, uh, "What kind of cancer do you have?" And I said, "Rectal," and he's like, "Oh my god," and he lifted his shirt to show me his scar, and um, so I was like, "Oh my god." So my husband came in to us, lifted shirts, showing each other oh, our no! scars. <laughs> and so he was like um I'm 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 sure I know where this is going but how the heck did you even get here (laughs) so you know he the realtor asked me if I had ever heard of the colon club which I had not and he's like oh you need to check them out and he I, I just thought okay back burner kind of an odd thing but sure why not so later that night I took a look and I I just like oh my god oh my gosh, look at all these people who are young with colorectal cancer. It's not just me. And so that was like a revelation. And I started learning so much just what questions to ask that I didn't even know to ask. Being able to walk through steps that somebody had walked through before me was so helpful because one of the scariest things for me was just the unknown. you know. And and to have somebody be able to tell you, okay, Here's what you're going to go through. Here's some of the things that might help. And that it is like a a, a 101 on what you're about to encounter, right? And that was so helpful to me. And it really took away a lot of any of the unknown
0: fears. I think most of the time in life, we have anxiety or fears about not knowing. Mm -hmm. So you spend all that time worrying about something that could happen when you could really just live in the present and figure out later what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So the Colon Club, is this a form of education that you can find online? Have you met with them in person? Is this like a Facebook group that you just talk to them virtually? What is the Colon Club? How, how do you come in contact with those who are members?
1: So there's a few different ways. Um, the forum is definitely a great resource because everybody on the forum, and this is not Facebook, It's online but we all get to hide behind a username so you're anonymous so the great thing about that is it really frees people up to be able to talk about the most intimate details of their diagnosis and the treatments without fear of being judged because everybody else really understands they really get it and it's not only a judgment thing but just There are certain things that we don't feel comfortable necessarily talking to our friends about and for some people even their families right you know how do i tell xyz family member that they're being toxic in their approach without having to be confrontational you know do i is you know these are all things that have been discussed and and i think that it really helps to have a a sounding board yeah i think giving them that option to
0: Kind of have a little bit of privacy about who they are is really great because maybe you make some closer friends in this group and you exchange phone numbers and then you actually know each other's names. That gives you guys the option. Mm-hmm.
1: And for people who want to share even more details, you know, we are on Facebook as well as, of course, Instagram and Twitter, all the usual social media <laughs> outlets. Um, But, you know, as far as Facebook goes, it's where we push a lot of information, you know, and and share events that might be happening. So, you know, third part of it is uh, the Colon Club, Colon Camp is what we call it. It's an annual retreat where we we bring together um, survivors and caregivers. And it really is the most amazing experience because you immediately connect with this group of strangers through your common diagnosis it's a caregiver or survivor role it's just it's such a bonding experience and for a lot of people they don't have that level of connection in their lives um and then we over the course of the week kind of teach them how to tell their stories because that's the first step i think in being an advocate is being able to tell your story yeah and
0: being surrounded by those who understand when you can share those stories mm-hmm. is even great. So you go to this camp with other people who are just like you. Exactly. So maybe some of you don't feel good. I'm sure the camp has resources for those uh, nurses, doctors,
1: things like that, just in case um, they need that. So we actually um, are very close to, well, Nashville is about 45 minutes. But, you know, we're, we're close to doctors and hospitals. So good. we do make sure that... All that is taken care of um, we also make sure that everybody understands that the idea is for you to rest when you need to um, be go ahead and feel free to be pampered because we will do that you know the everything's catered so you have oh amazing meals all week long we do your laundry on site wow. so you know we, we do everything to make everybody feel like you can do absolutely nothing or you can go Swing on the rope swing and jump in the pool, whatever you want to do.
0: Yeah, I remember seeing pictures uh, Recently, we just put out a blog that fong wrote about colon camp and some of the pictures were a Bunch of the people jumping into the lake. So Mm -hmm. is the camp by a lake?
1: So Five Star Retreat is where we have our camp, and boy, it is a retreat. They have this gorgeous lake. There's canoeing, there's fishing, there's paddle boating, you know, all of that. And then there's the the main lodge where we're able to house everybody, you know, girls' dorm, guys' dorm. And there's the creek, there's hiking trails. I mean, it really is everything you could want it to be. And if you don't want to go far or do anything, there's a pool you can just kind of float in. So if someone were to want to go to this camp, how could they apply? Applications typically open up in November, and they remain open through the end of January, so all you have to do is Fill out the application, attach a proof of diagnosis, and you know we we set we select through a selection committee. Usually, it's I mean it's it's for diversity of backgrounds and making sure that all ostomates versus not um ethnic diversity of course colon versus rectal staging like you know where are you in the United States all of these are puzzle pieces and it's it's exciting to bring people from all over the country together in this one place for this amazing experience I
0: learned this in the blog but I know when you were at colon camp you thought about being the president of colon club Um, how is that going right now
1: it is a crazy fun experience the idea that I have the opportunity to help people in directing what the colon club is doing and to have an active hand in knowing the people that we're touching it's, it's such a feeling of fulfillment and purpose. Yeah,
0: just hearing about it, I think you should be proud of just being part of this organization. I didn't know about it before you, and I know there are a lot of Ostme organizations, but people going through cancer really need another person who's been there. And I have not been through cancer, but I have IBD and I've went through a lot of struggles. But you, you have been battling cancer for the last 10 years. Are are you currently still battling? Are you cancer free? What what's currently going on with your
1: health? So it's been actually almost 13 years. The first 10 years, I was not an ostomate. I actually um, have had just about every treatment that you could imagine, with few exceptions. But it's been a long process and a long journey, but like you said, having that fellowship and, and community really helped. And I it, I think it's worth noting that everybody on staff and on the board of the Colon Club is volunteer. It is 100% volunteer run. Nobody takes a salary in any way, shape or form. All of us have been touched by cancer in one way or another, and we all need to give back. So, you know, I I was one of the lucky ones in that when, I, when it was time for me to get my ostomy, I was already 10 years in with a network of people that I could ask all these questions to. Um, I didn't have the feelings of stigma because it was something that I was already used to. I had been exposed to it, I've had long conversations. Like It really wasn't a big deal to me. And I recognize that that's not the case for everybody. Um, a lot of others who have to talk about their ostomy um surgery get a little bit nervous of what is life going to be like am i going to be that weird person that nobody wants to talk to is this going to be so gross do i smell all these things you know
0: <laughs> so many stigmas a lot of people just see ostomies as something that belongs on a older person an elderly person and that's definitely not the case and i think now we're working together to spread that awareness mm-hmm. but Like I had mentioned, March is specifically for colorectal cancer awareness. And I know that you have been doing many things for this. What does this month mean to you? I know the whole colon club organization is a way for cancer members to speak about their experiences. But for you guys to all bring that awareness, what what does that mean to you?
1: I think that it's really, like you said, awareness to um, reach out to kind of put colons where they don't belong. Um, At the dinner table, talk poop, talk talk about your colons. It's okay. You know, uh, if you think back, breast cancer used to be a stigma. We didn't talk about our boobs. No, never. Um, (laughs) So now it's butts and guts, right? Check them both. And um, I, I think that it's really a great opportunity to not only share education, um, to reach out to people who normally wouldn't necessarily hear it, but also to be loud and proud. You know, There's a lot of blue being worn throughout the month and just great pictures. And um, I, a lot of people who go, oh my God, I had no, no idea this was a part of your story. And, um, and, and it's really wonderful when you hear somebody come up to you and say, I got my colonoscopy because of your story. Oh, I
0: think spreading that awareness and giving others the ability to learn from what you went through, because it seems like in the past 10 years, you learned from so many people. By the time you were getting your ostomy, you just felt so comfortable. Mm -hmm. You knew exactly what was going to happen. You knew that life was going to be easier. And that was all because of other people.
1: And now you can be their example. And really life is not just easier, but it's better. For me personally, that's my experience was being able to free myself from the bathroom and do things that I actually could not do before. Like I can go on an extra long hike now and not be panicked about, am I going to have to duck behind a bush? (laughs) Those are real things that we think about. I'm thinking (laughs)
0: about in the car. Am I going to have to dive out of the car or find a bag to go in? Mm -hmm. It's, It's scary, but all of that anxiety has been lifted.
1: But you know, I, I really cannot say thank you enough to 11 Health for donating the ostomy bear because being able to share that with everybody, it's not only talking about, look at how cute this bear is, but it, it creates a, a venue for people to be able to talk about ostomies with children. You know Why it's not different and scary that somebody's pooping in a bag. Um, and, and it makes it um, not weird, but it makes it a little bit more um, accessible for those kids to understand, you know. And and it's such an adorable bear anyway. You guys,
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we've partnered with the Colon Club to do a ostomy bear giveaway. Eleven Health has the bear, like she'd mentioned, and Fong has led selling raffle tickets on the colon club website so go ahead and check that out if you guys hear this in time um you brought up kids and I think it would be really cool to touch on this really quick how does your daughter feel about your osmi bag does she want one too I've heard a lot of stories (laughs) where people just put bags on their stomach the kids do because they want to be like mom or dad
1: well, she's older now, so I don't, I, I think she would have outgrown that phase, you know. Again, that is true. She is older. <laughs> I only got this, what, two or three years ago. That's so true. um yeah. So she was in college at that point. But um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's just kind of funny how, how kids react, isn't it? They do, yes. I have a
0: friend that his nephew, he saw his bag and he came out of the room and said, I have a bag now, like, cool. And I love it. So I, I think it's great because the more we normalize it, yeah. the more others won't react negatively. Right. I think this would be a good time to talk about any tips that you have for those who are battling cancer to end this podcast.
1: So I would say one of the most important things is for you to not be afraid to ask questions of your doctor You know, not just about what's that, but to also be able to voice your opinion of, well, here's the quality of life that I want. If I go through this treatment, what are some of the side effects? Because it's like, for example, it's important to me that I want to be able to go horseback riding, for example. Will this prevent me? either short-term or long-term from doing that because then, you know, those are considerations that your doctor may not have thought of because they're really focused on how do I make you better, you know, and it's not only about that healing physically, it's your mental health is so important too. So you got to take care of all sides of
0: that. Yeah. I think if you don't talk to your doctor and let them know what's going on, they're never going to know. So I think that's a really good tip. And I think, Others have learned a lot throughout this whole podcast of how you can become aware of what's going on with your body, go and get tested when you need to, when you feel that even something small is happening. Maybe you have a family member uh, that has colorectal cancer. So it's, it's important for you to know because living a life of unknown uh, things is, is a really hard life to live. Thank you so much, Fong, for being here today. We've learned so much from you about colorectal cancer and just about your story. 11 Health is here to support you. We have our ostomy smart bag technology combined with our smart care app, as well as our patient coaches who are there to support you at any time that you need them, and our nurses, all combined to make our own form of smart care. To learn more about what we are doing, visit our website, 11health that's 11health.com we are also on instagram and twitter at 11 health and tech as well as facebook at 11 health find us on any one of our platforms reach out with any questions you have and we would look forward to hearing from you thanks again fong for being here and i will see
1: you all in the next podcast